You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's RuPaul's Drag Race After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's RuPaul's Drag Race Penis After Show. Penis and Evie talk into their microphones. Is this the right one, Stephen? Yeah. This is the one by RuPaul, though. I don't think this was the right one. Oh, yeah, it is the right one. Ah! There you go. He just called you out. Sorry, I apologize. Steve knows RuPaul's Drag Race really well. And the, the guy, I was watching the video earlier here, too, and the, the guy was from that um, YouTube video where he was twerking in the kitchen, and, you know, he has the he's famous for his butt. That guy. I like that home. she drops Daenerys Targaryen in the yes, song. Yes, I noticed that, too. I love that. I, I noticed I that, that, too. Um, if you didn't catch on to what we were watching, we were watching RuPaul's uh, video for Geronimo, which was a part of the mini-challenge in last night's episode, which was episode 10. It was called Drag My Wedding. And welcome. I'm your host, Kenny Harrison. Joining me tonight, next to me is the transfixed. Is that right? Transfixed? Yeah. Cameron can't stop watching. Cameron. There's a lot of twerking happening and a lot of drool. He's a butt guy. If we're on the wide shot, you maybe you can see it on the screen Holy here. Holy shite. That's Cameron, guys. Across from me is the blushing bride-to-be. I'm Jackie Borowski. Jackie I'm getting married to drag. You're already married to drag. That is true. Um, in the booth? In, uh, the, in I, the booth? Oh, go on. Sorry. Oh, uh, can I just say that my look, look is... My look is Miss Havisham realness. Miss Havisham. All right. In the booth, oh. we have our uh, resident engineer. Yeah. Hey guys. Steve. It's Steven. What's what's and going you, on? And, ready and for, ready for some repulse tonight? <laughs> yeah, Cam can't. Is, is it Cam way too distracting focus. for you, Cameron? He, he can't focus, and I don't understand why. But do you want me to just mute it? And then it'll just stay on the TV. No, Cam will not. Cam is gone. He doesn't talk anyway, so we can just push him out of the way, out of my shot. Um, oh, and we're Tony Tony less tonight. Tony's in South Carolina, back visiting the plantation where he grew up on. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, just kidding. Just kidding. Kenny can only say that because he's from the same plantation. They're actually Uh, they're they're both from. Uh, We're both from South Carolina, so he's probably on my plantation. Wait, so Steve? Steve, who? I'm from North Carolina. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. A little bit above you guys. He's above us. What a supremacist. Anyway. Um, down my veil people. used to have penises on it because the only cheap veils that they sell at Oz have penises on them. So I had to remove them oh. to be after Buzz appropriate. And before we continue, I want to give a shout out to myself right now. Oh, God. That's where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> if you guys would like to know. There you go. You, you guys, guys want to do an early me. shout out? You guys can find me on Twitter um, tweeting while I cut penises out of my veil. Yeah, but where, where are you tweeting from? Oh, at 123Jackie underscore B. And you want to give a shout out already? Early? Tomakava777. Hashtag fat perk. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you stole my hashtag. <laughs> so, as we oh, were. Welcome s- to the show, Steve. <laughs> Love it. As what? we were saying last week, as we before were. we were cut off abruptly, um, I just wanted to mention that uh, I know this is a new episode, um, but I wanted to say how. Out of all the exits we've had on the show, I thought Trinity's exit last week was by far the classiest. It was very classy. And the most gracious. Yes. You know, I think she was genuinely happy for Adore. Um, and she was just happy to be on the show. I, but I think, I mean, and, and granted, this might be because Trinity gave such a classy exit before, but I thought Jocelyn's exit was really classy as well. Exactly. But I, I wanted to throw that one in there because, yeah. you know, we started really the episode. Good. There was after. no weeping or. No. And it wasn't like a depressing, you know, sad face. She was very happy. Because you kind of feel, you, I guess you, could, how do I say this? I don't know. It seemed like she had learned something and had grown. Genuinely. Yes. 
nah. she took something away from the show that was mm-hmm. positive for her development in whatever capacity. Right. And I, and I think that was, you know, she, you know, her farewell speech and you know, just her leaving was just very gracious and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So that's what I wanted to say last week, but we didn't get there. Yeah, um, we only had twenty minutes. Yeah. So this week we start off <laughs> That's a lie. Well it's okay, so two weeks ago we had Oh, we're getting played off again. So that's all <laughs> for our show tonight. <laughs> um thanks for watching. No, um if you're watching us live tonight, thank you for watching. Call us because apparently you can. I was told that we couldn't. Earlier. Oh, you can. Okay, well, we can. Yeah. 424-256-1729. There you go. You sound like the guy, Sir Richard Wentworth. Almost. Do I? A little bit. If you're watching us on YouTube, make your comments down there. I have my penis <laughs> in my hand right now. But you can make a comment your down there. Your penis is much bigger than that. Oh. I assume. <laughs> don't well, you pulled it out of your veil earlier. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What I should is happening? Stop. I should stop talking. Well, we can get married later, Jackie. Yay! Um, YouTube, make your comments. iTunes, do the same thing. So, episode 10, we're almost there, guys. I know. We got six. We're down, well, we're down to five We're down after to five this. after tonight. Last night's episode was, uh, it was interesting for me. I thought it was, you know, again, once I saw a door in the bottom two, I knew she wasn't going home. So, I knew who the other person was going to go home, according mm. to... The spoiler for the after... Uh, what's the after show? I forget the name of it. Untucked. Untucked, yes. Um, again, an- another thing for me was the... Um, I think I'm just going to talk. I'm not going to let either one of you talk the rest of it. Oh, time. well, I mean, did the episode feel short to you? It felt short to me. I no. know it wasn't long, but it felt short. I didn't think it felt short. I felt it was long because of the the middle part of them actually getting married. And I actually like that. Oh, I did like that. But I do, I do think, again, this is one of those challenges that was um, a recycled challenge from something we've seen already with the makeover. Yes. Um, I like makeover challenges, though. I, I like them in the beginning. I, now, it's become, you know, and I think Courtney said it, you know, she's like, oh, I'm putting two, 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 two and two together. This mm-hmm. is the makeover challenge. So, you know, you're getting the makeover challenge. You're getting the... The musical challenge. You're getting these recycled challenges, and you know it's kind of. I kind of. But they might have thought they were making over the women, which they did. Mm-hmm. They ended up having to make over the grooms instead, which was a nice little twist. Yeah. Speaking of a nice little twist, we have a caller on the line for the. Oh, Can you shall receive? Hello, caller. Hey. Hey. Hi. Who are we talking to? This is Bryce Lee from Chattanooga. <laughs> Hi, Bryce. Hi, let me mention that Bryce, Bryce is one of our biggest commenters. Which we love. On YouTube and on Twitter. Hi, Bryce. I'm watching you guys live right now, so oh. I don't know if there's like a delay or anything. Yeah, so turn, up, turn, you off your stream, turn off your stream while, you, while you're on the phone with us, please. I did. And See? remind us, where you're, where are you calling from? Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga. Wow. So you're up late, huh, Bryce? Yes. Yeah, I love you guys that much. Oh. And we love you, too. So what did you think about tonight's episode, or last night's episode? Um, I liked it. I felt it was a bit, I felt the um, vow exchange went on a little bit too long, and I would have rather had more time. Agreed. Seeing them interact with their uh, the guys they were working with, because I felt like that part was cut short, whereas in previous seasons, it seemed like they had a longer time with their uh, people. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. I agree. Maybe but that's I, why it felt short to me. I felt like I actually liked the whole ceremony. It was a little different, and it was like... It was, I did like I, that there was a ceremony, but then you don't get the sense of the actual people. I, so you're watching these guys and these girls, and you don't really get a sense of the history or the connection or who they are. Right. Yeah. And this is a classic <laughs> example of why I think it would be better instead of having... RuPaul's Drag Race and Untucked separately that you have Untucked inserted before they do the lip sync because I felt like in Untucked you actually got to see the interaction um, between the queens and the guys they were making over and that, this was one of the times I'm like I wish I had saw that first before I had actually saw the main stage portion. I actually have to agree Completely with you. Agree. Because um, Particularly, um, Jocelyn's um, makeover guy, Brandon, during the actual episode, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I know you, you, 
in the actual episode, he didn't. He seemed disconnected, yeah, and just not with it. None of the the actual episode, and then untucked. Or by the, towards the end where they were showing Jocelyn's um, leaving, mm-hmm. you got a sense that something actually happened or something clicked backstage that we didn't get to see yes. during the episode. And then you had to watch Untucked. And then and so I'm totally agreeing with you on that yes. one. Un- Untucked yeah, gave it a more organic Yeah, he completely all over the stage. I was like, oh, no, this is like flashback to season four. Mm. Oh, yeah. I thought about that, too. Yeah. We're here. Bryce, we're here. I thought about it. So I was like, oh, I didn't even write it down. Willem. Another Willem. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um, so anything else? Uh, what? Uh, who are you rooting for, by the way? I know you have, you, you probably listed your top ten or your top five or top three. Repeatedly. We, we keep have. changing them. But who, we keep changing who, them. Who do, who do you foresee winning the crown? Give it to us right now. I think Bianca will, will win. She At this point, she has to like royally just mess up. Um, and it would be so ironic if the one thing she was horrible at was lip syncing, because that's the one thing we haven't seen her, seen do, her do. Right. I agree. But I agree. Have you guys noticed that they are doing a lot of the challenges that they would normally do for five queens or four queens with like six and five? Because I feel like that the the little ball thing that they have each year only has four people and it's going to have five. I'm so time. glad you brought that up because I, I have been taking notice, too. Usually when Snatch Game happens, there's only about eight queens. And I think they did it mm-hmm. with nine or ten this time. Um, and the the ball next week, there it's going to be five. And since there are only 14 episodes this season, we are already in episode ten. And usually one episode is a retrospect. So that leaves mm-hmm. three more episodes of competition. And usually the last episode is going to carry over into the to the final, mm-hmm. to the announcement. So I only think there's only going to be one more elimination unless they do a double elimination next week. Lord, Someone told so. me there so. might be a top four. <laughs> so that was a that was a rumor that there was oh, a top four. So hey, or Bryce, to split the diff, I think they might do where in that final episode when they generally do the uh, music video. I think at the end of the episode they might eliminate one, one mm, and then a... have just the three queens left over for everyone sense. to kind of vote on for the final. That's fair, and. I know we're getting ahead, of, you know, to the final, but I want them to. I want them to have a first runner-up and second runner-up. I don't want this. Yes. There are three queens and one winner. I want some, like I wanted Fifi to be the last one. I didn't uh, want her to win. You're so I wanted her to be second. That. Second. I, I know. I'm sorry, just a program note. Anyway, <laughs> Bryce, thank you, thank you so much thank for calling. Thank you so much. Where can we find you? I know we know how to find you, but where can the world of drag uh, race after show find you? I'm gonna. Um, Feel Tony Stick. I am call me Bryce Lee on all platforms. So. Just don't nice. say scruff and let me, let me say something before Bryce leaves. I wanted to say that we appreciate that you also were willing to speak about the topic yes. that has been so yes. hot on the market. And um, I think that's a great the, the the best thing about this whole situation is mm-hmm. that conversation has been started. Yes. Whether you agree, disagree, yes. or not, it makes no difference. As long as the conversation is happening, that means that nobody's sweeping it under the rug. And that's the important part for me. Yes. I don't care if you don't agree with me. There's it. a lot of th- really thoughtful, <laughs> thoughtful conversation, too. And we're talking about yes, the she-male I enjoyed it, too. Yeah. Oh, real quick, real quick, what was, what was <laughs> your stance on that? What was your stance on that, Bryce, before you go? Actually, the more sides of it I see, I'm kind of, I must say I'm in the middle of it um, because I was listening to a podcast not long ago, and the from the, the two guys that do the podcast, they were upset with RuPaul, not so much for using the word, but using the word and then kind of backing down and not owning it. So there are so many different little individual arguments that, like Cameron said, the more we talk about it, the more it's putting it out there. And just be respectful on both sides, basically. That's one way of putting it. I agree. I agree. Again, thank you, Bryce, for calling us. Call us anytime. Call us next week. <laughs> and I know you're going to leave your your comments on uh, Instagram and hit us up on Twitter. Bye. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. Um, so, <clears throat> well, oh, is, 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 no, no bye? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I hung up. Okay. Um, I, I, real quick, I, I, uh, John Fitzpatrick made a comment on YouTube um, with the whole she-male thing, and he mm-hmm. said that he always thought that tranny meant I, I transvestite, agree with that. which is a very valid 
point. I, that's okay. Cam is making for those of you on iTunes. Cam is Cam, making angry scrunch face. No. So uh, he clearly does not agree with this. But I did think that. I, I thought tranny meant transvestite. I didn't think that, but when I read his comment, I, I see where it can make sense. And I I even went and uh, Wikipedia, the whole she-male tranny controversy, and it, one of the definitions that was given, I think through Wikipedia, was that uh, uh, she-male is considered, it is a, a, a an adult film. It's a category. Category. But mm, it's also genre. it also can generally <laughs> classify... Transvestites, transgender, transsexual, crossdressers, and drag queens. So, and I think the problem, and then the problem, not not to the community that watches Drag Race, but to the problem, the problem that if this was if this was something said to a non knowledgeable community, they mm-hmm. would just conflate all those terms, right? Which I think is what people are worried about. But on the opposite side, is that. It's like you're giving this to an audience. You're, you're, this topic is arising to an audience that knows their terms. Two things real quick, and then we can move on. I just want to throw out there that there are certain things like words like faggot or nigger or whatever that are used to, to basically put you down. It, yeah. it, is, it is designed to be derogatory. In this case, I think she-male was just a play on words. It wasn't meant... Anything that they've done or said about the the use of the word was not intended to be, first of all, geared to transsexuals or transgendered um, individuals. It was, it was basically describing drag queens. With that said, I feel that those that are offended by it... Um, I wonder if they've ever watched an episode of South Park or Family Guy and have, you know, seen... Basically, every ethnicity, every, you know, thing imaginable that they've had on the show, they've made fun of it. And I wonder if they turned off their set and said, you know what, that's offensive to white people. That's offensive to Asians. I'm not going to watch this show. I wonder if those same people do that. I think, well, I mean, not to harp on this topic anymore. We're down. But I think, (laughs) I know, we are, we are. But, but, um, but... When you watch something, and I was thinking about this too, because Kenny and I love South Park. We love South Park. We watch it so much, and um, and South Park is hilarious to me because South Park, no one, no one is safe. Mm -hmm. It makes fun of everyone. But I feel like, I guess, the reaction. I I understand the reaction now from people where they felt like this was a community where they were safe from certain things, and. and then you start to they started to feel like they weren't safe from certain terminology because they they're not going to use like drag race is not going to lampoon things that are with outside the world of drag race if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean It's a campy show. I mean, yeah, we watch it show. for fun. <clears throat> Cameron's going to speak. <laughs> By the way, we're matching tonight, and we did it without like any planning, right? Dodgers. 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 Um I agree with what Bryce had mentioned about the other podcast. My thing with this whole situation is you can apologize. I'm just worried about the down the road effects of censorship and how sensitive we may become. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it may happen. I can't control that. Um, I do believe that if you're going to say something like that, then you should take ownership. And if you offended somebody, intentional or not, you're still responsible for that. I accept that. I take ownership of when I offend somebody. And if I need to apologize, I will for certain dynamics but I think that's been part of the issue is for a lot of us we didn't think it was meant to be offensive but now that you're yanking it okay so was it there's all kinds of questions that arise so again I get the biggest issue is there's now a conversation about it so people can become educated and if you choose to offend somebody then you take responsibility for that because now you know that it offends somebody else guys we still talking about tonight's episode yes yes yes. okay just making sure that yeah. is a topic because, from Robot because when they topic. when after the elimination they come back into the workroom the ooh girl was not there mm-hmm. again yeah. It's, well, it is. She-mail. It's ooh girl. They don't get she male. Ooh girl. And, and to be perfectly honest, I never made the connection. I I just thought it was funny, and it wasn't. I honestly, it wasn't an offensive. The connection to me was a connection to America's Next Top Model. And and now for I me, made the connection. It's so <laughs> Kenny and I are just stupid. Apparently, yeah. it's so noticeable though. It's so noticeable now that it's not there. Yeah. I think it was before. It was just it was just a part of the show. Anyway, okay. so abstract painting <clears throat> with your that body. was a mini challenge with your body. They got to uh, oh, and the song that you heard earlier, Geronimo. I don't know if I said this already. I you <laughs> please did play it again. You did. Um, oh, no. no, no, no. Do not play it that song again because we will lose camera for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. 
Um, RuPaul's uh, first single off our new album from this season, um, Geronimo. So they got to do these abstract pink <laughs> abstract. And there yes. it goes, Cameron. Steve just doesn't want Cameron to speak. Well, he doesn't speak anyway. He yeah. just makes faces. <laughs> now he's going to make smiley faces. Um, <laughs> smiley faces. Th- this challenge, again, I think me and Jackie, I think we agree on this. Is like, who? how do you pick a winner out of this yes. mess? Okay, yes. it was a, okay, Torque of Art. I get it. That was funny. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're this way. If you think of um, if you think sucks. of the making of like a Jackson Pollock where the actual work part of it, it is factored into the end result because mm-hmm. if you just looked at a Jackson Pollock you'd be like that's a big old mess. Right. Sorry, I said that. Sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> but the uh, a part of appreciating a Pollock is appreciating the actual like work that went into it. So right. the funny funniest part for us is watching queens get all like wet and messy and rolling around on the ground and Darian Lake was cracking me up. Oh, I, she yeah, she was the funniest for me. She was cracking and me up. And I liked up. her when um, when Rue was asking her what what was her uh inspiration. She was like, "Oh, you're looking at it upside down." It's <laughs> hilarious. And she's got those little quips. I love it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Steven, you're wrong. And the <laughs> It's on loop now. <laughs> so, um by the way, if you're watching this on iTunes, or flushed? if you're listening to us on iTunes... <laughs> Cam is turning red from watching this video. I'm not ready for you. As Tony would say, get your life. Get your life. You know, he hasn't said that. Ho- I know. I know. not say that because it's overplayed. Uh, anyway, um, I just thought about Kenya and Portia. I don't know why. So, um... What, what, like, yeah, mini challenge was it was fun. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I, so, but I agree. How do you pick a winner from so this? So Bianca won. We don't know <laughs> how arbitrarily. Story. Yeah, because of her story. Yeah, which I didn't. Yeah, whatever. So she got to. Uh, so they went back to their workroom. I'm just doing a play by play now. Hit it. Workroom. They brought in six ladies that were getting married. I wonder. This is gonna be my little soapbox. Since this was a gay. Oh, it's a gay show, and we're geared Wait, to... Wait, we're watching a gay show? Yeah, it's pretty gay. <gasps> what? It's pretty gay. <laughs> um, I thought it would have been... As I was watching, I was like, I knew they were going to bring in guys to do makeovers, but I wonder if it would have changed the dynamic of the show had they brought in two guys. Like, if it was oh. like... Or, or a, a lesbian couple. Mm. And have Rue marry them on stage in front of... I don't know, hundreds of thousands of viewers. I don't know. But I think the only thing <laughs> contrary left. to that is is it seems that the theme of a lot of these like make over the guys episodes seems to be picking the burliest dudes you can. Not that I mean picking the I shouldn't say burliest, straightest dudes you can. Right. Because there's there's a lot of burly burly gay men. I do like the challenge. I can't remember if it was season four or season five where they had the older gay man on. Yeah. And that that too was a challenge yes. to to make over older the men older veterans, than that, that yeah. fell asleep. Yes. Which was season four, because it was, was it a Sharon's or Fifi's? No, it was five. It was season five, because it was Jinx's vet. Jinx's vet. Ah, okay, there you go. So, I, I thought, I just thought to myself, what if you found six couples, and I'm sure they did an audition for this, because who right. in their right mind would say, honey, let's go get married on RuPaul's Drag Race? Although, Darian Lake's couple obviously had a plan, had it planned yes. out that they were going to do that on they the show. Were, I thought it was cute that they were such huge fans. Fans of the show. They were such huge fans. And Darian's uh, drag daughter was serving it in Untucked. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Out of all the out of all the makeup jobs, I'm not talking about the dress or anything, but Darian's, Darian's guy, to me, had the best makeup job. <laughs> I, yes. thought, I thought Courtney Axe was pretty good, too. Nah, it was it was okay, but like the like as far as like a real top notch, like you look like I a agree, girl. I agree, yeah, like no, a girl. I agree, I agree. Yeah, he had the best makeup job. And then the other thing to me uh, was that I looked at him the first time I saw him a drag. I was like, I did a double take, thinking that it was his wife, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Darian made him look just like, like his, his wife. wife. Ooh, that's not. I don't know if that's a compliment or. I'm or sure they love it. I'm sure they did. Um, so, where, what I was going for was that Bianca got to pick the uh, ladies to oh, yeah. she assigned them, but in the end, it kind of didn't really matter. No, didn't because they had they were they weren't making it over the yeah. ladies; they were making it up over their husbands. Which, again, Jackie said it. They brought out pretty much six of the manliest 
dudes with beards. Yes. And, and so I, that's where the challenge really came in is, mm-hmm. you know, making over, you know, these guys. And poor Jocelyn. She got... Vomit. Well, she got that. <laughs> Stephen, pay attention. Cam, Cam's Stephen, trying pay attention. to exit the conversation. Stephen, sorry, sorry, Cameron, you got to stay in the after show. <laughs> no, the other picture. The, picture. the other picture. The picture. Oh, one second. Wait, what's happening? We now? discussed it earlier. Keep talking, Kim. Oh, um, so yeah, we, the other uh, picture. She just got she got a, a black guy, which I think for her it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> totally was not ready for that, guys. <laughs> so if for you those can't, of you keep on talking. iTunes, keep talking. We'll get to it. Keep, keep talking. For those, just explain to the iTunes listeners. <laughs> There's a picture of the female. I'm holding it. A picture of the female gremlin. Uh, The female gremlin. Bianca said it. Do you want to say this or on the screen? Bianca and her side was like, "You guys, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. I am so sorry. I really apologize because when." We get it together, you guys. No, you get it together. We're professionals. When Bianca said that, you know, he looks like that gremlin, the female, the only female gremlin, and you don't want to throw water. I, you know, that one girl gremlin, (laughs) the only girl gremlin was in the movie, (laughs) and I fell out of my couch because you don't want to throw it. His makeup was (laughs) chat. But in all fairness, he was a different skin tone, and he. I fall for that. And no, Jocelyn just did not know how to paint his face for his skin tone, but. Here's the thing about that. Okay, on the main stage, he was white. It looked like he had... Or whatever. But in other shots, when they were backstage and doing other things, he wasn't as white. No, it... White, silver, gray, I don't know what the hell that was. But but I think... This again comes to the... The main stage lighting or not main stage lighting, you know? I'm sorry. Thank you, Steven. You're my favorite now. Um, I mean, and then she had you, the you added. Don't let us say the f word. Um, sorry, go ahead. She had the added problem of, and she did a very good job with this. I, you know, I know it's hard when I know it's hard when people are are saying, "Okay, I'm afraid of this," and he was openly saying, "I don't want to get made fun of." You know, I'm a basketball player, and that like he was the only person really openly resisting the makeup. It felt and uncomfortable. I, yes. Hey, okay. On top of that. Um, the producers on the show, they try really hard. This was this whole topic about um, gay athletes in professional sports. Mm-hmm. And I think this was one of the reasons why they cast this guy mm-hmm. to be on a show to, to shed some light. Because when they were, right before they went into the main challenge, it's hot in here. It is hot in here. When they went to the main challenge, um, he was talking about, you know, being in a locker room and being naked. And he'd rather people, he'd rather guys be, be open honest, and yeah. honest. And I'm thinking to myself, and I, I I see where Courtney was trying to, yes. where she was coming from, but she didn't articulate. I didn't. What difference does it make? I mean, I mean, seriously, if you know, if I think it would be easier if you didn't know if a guy was gay and he was in a locker room. Most guys, somebody's gonna comment about that. Please do. Most guys <laughs> in the most gay guys in a locker room don't necessarily check out other guys, and I feel as though. To be perfectly honest, I think straight men do more checking out because it's about comparison. I could be wrong. And insecurity. And insecurity. And I think I think people in general are curious about what other people look like yes. without any clothes on. Yes. I mean, yes, there are going to be some gay guys in the locker room checking you out. I'm okay with it because, you know what, if you're not cute enough and I'm not attracted, keep looking because you're not going to get it. You know, well, that's any the thing is, like, there's this weird, there's this weird, um... Steven walking around the studio. No, I'm just kidding. No, Steve's not weird. Sorry. Trying to show us his package. Um, oh, Lord. Um, by the way, the conversation... Go ahead. There's this weird perception... You, there's this weird perception by some... Go some ahead. straight men that that it's like, if you're in a place with a lot of gay men, all of a sudden, A, you're going to be hit on, or B, you're going to be touched, or, like, grabbed at, or whatever. And it's like, I honestly... I... More than more often than not, a gay man is going to be way more respectful of of the space, your situation, whatever, than a straight man would be with a straight woman. Right. I'm I'm going to speak on this as the only straight guy in this <laughs> studio at the moment. Wait, you what? Have to um, prove that. Prove it. How 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 are? What makes you straight? I am offended. I know too. I am offended, guys. We need to have a conversation <laughs> on that. No. Um, I you think I think male. it's I think that's true to a point. I think 
there's some people who do expect that. Like they, they're like, oh god, there's gay people around. They're gonna hit on me. But I think that's just because there are straight men out there who don't understand, like that a compliment is not being hit on. Right. Does that make sense? Because right. yes. like if if I go to West Hollywood or something to a bar or something like that, and I'm with friends or whatever, I will be complimented by many gay men. But like I don't take that as hitting on. Like, does that make sense yes, to you guys? Because and and it's I've explained it to a lot of people because it's like people. Gay men know the difference. They know you're not gay. They don't want to take waste their time with you. Some some gay men kind of want to test the waters just to yeah, see. Yeah, depends on. They like a challenge, or no. well, or they just want to see how far they can go. Well, no, and and well, for me, my personal, I personally don't like when I'm being touched. If I'm going to a bar, or you know, you want to like, uh-uh. I hate that. It's like. Never mind the whole gay straight thing. It's about personal space. Yes. Don't what, what you, fucking. What I'm you sorry. Geez, don't touch Louise. me. Sorry. You've already said the F and the N word on this okay, podcast. So the thing is, if you see Steve at a, a bar, if you see Steve at a bar in West Hollywood, compliment him. If you see Kenny at a bar in West Hollywood, don't, don't come, touch him. Don't if you see Cam at a bar in West Hollywood, twerk in his face. What you will find sometimes, whether gay or straight, on the receiving end, is you do have some gay men that. It's not so much the challenge, it's the antagonistic part. If they feel you're uncomfortable, they kind of take it and they run with it. They mm. want to see how far they can push your buttons mm. and push you out of your comfort zone while you're in their territory. And I think it's like a reverse... It's a reverse... Um, Double English. standard. Discrimination. <laughs> it's a reverse sense of discrimination. Oh, We're going to push... Thank you, Steve. <laughs> but but oh, I think that the hard part for the straight man who's on the receiving end of compliments where they feel uncomfortable is because... They're not necessarily in the know. They don't have enough experience in the gay community, number one, to realize that gay men have seen enough dick and ass that yours is nothing new. It's nothing special. We're so almost now desensitized to it that we're not trying to look. And most I think of us, the, the older we get, the and more. most of us don't want to shite where we eat. You know what I'm talking about? If, we, if that's our job or that's our, our hobby, or we're not trying to mess up that dynamic. So, I, but I get why he was uncomfortable. It just seemed really uncomfortable for the show. Like you knew you were coming on yes. to dress like a chick. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to throw in this too, and I yeah, I'm talking with my head. and I know Bryce is uh, Bryce is an African, Af- well black. He's black. Bryce is in Africa. He's black. <laughs> um, and I wish Tony was here too because he could. I wanted. To, I would love to hear his whole take on this. It is also hard for black men, gay or straight, to deal with the a lot. I'm not saying all of us, but you know. The black community is a very homophobic community. Oh my god, we are going to get so many comments. I'm okay with that because (laughs) I'm black. I'm here and I'm here. And it is, and I feel like I just, I had this conversation this past weekend with a couple of friends of mine, um, straight friends of mine. I got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) It's, It's difficult for black men to, number one, accept the fact that they're gay when they're coming out. And number two... To own own it after, you know, just realizing that they are. I grew up in South Carolina, and trust me, it is not the easiest thing. Tony grew up in South Carolina. I wish he was here to back me up on this or shed some light on this. Because I feel like the African-American community is by far, the Latino community is up there with them. These two communities are very homophobic. They're very heteronormative, yeah. That's... I like that word. Thanks. Heteronormative. So, and, and and maybe not necessarily homophobic, but they, they, they're not really, like, I knew zero people that were out growing up in South Carolina. I knew some that were very flamboyant, that never admit to them being gay, and this isn't, I'm talking, like, growing up middle school, high school, and it it really is very interesting to me now that some of those same guys are married with kids. So, I'm just saying, and they're all black. And I, I, I just, I, from me, for this guy, Brandon, I can see where he was coming from. But again, you're coming on, you're coming on RuPaul's Drag Race to be dressed up as a chick. And it was just very uncomfortable. And, you know, I was watching and I was cringing. I was like, oh. oh. I think Jocelyn handled it well, though. Because where I think um, there would... you. In, if I was in the same situation, I would probably start to shut down and you would notice it. Right. Like, you get so, there can be levels where you get so uncomfortable that you're like, okay, I don't know what to say. 
you know. But I, I just looked at it as like, okay, you have the pro black basketball player, and then you had this manly, tall, you know, military guy. And again, military is a, is another like straight, you know, you know, mm-hmm. man's guy, you know, thing. Heteronormative. And and thank you. <laughs> and he was totally cool with it. I mean, he basically had a Courtney act as as close to a woman as you can get. Yes. A real woman on the show. And he was very cool. He was, you know, from what we saw, he didn't have any hang-ups. And also Darian Lake's guy. I mean, he's like a, a goth musician. I mean... He was clearly... A, him and his wife were fans, They clearly though. were fans. And I, I think it was Ben's guy, who I thought was a little on the hmm side. Which that, I'm not going to comment what is hmm. I thought he was on the gay side. Um, but, again... These are all those white guys. I'm gonna put a race on it. They didn't have a problem with it, Mm-mm. and it just so happens that the only guy that really had a problem with it was the black guy. The reason that it's I brought in race into this uncomfortable is because he went from one extreme, the one extreme of being so uncomfortable, and then when you watch Untucked, he goes mm. to the opposite yes. extreme. And he's really defensive, yeah. and he was upset, and so it, it was interesting to watch. But it, de- it definitely wasn't comfortable. And what I liked is it made Jocelyn seem more relatable because yes. she's she's hyper feminine, right? Yes, yes. But she's so adorable and love, like, mm-hmm. charming that you kind of like want to protect her, and she becomes your little sister. Well, <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of there are a few. That I've run into straight guys that are a little uncomfortable being touched by other guys. They don't like hugging and, you know, and it takes a lot of warming up to. And I think for Jocelyn to, like, for someone to be painting your face, like, your face is, you know, very close. This is yeah, a, you're this close is to their pro- face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that was, that could have been added to his whole um, opening up. But I think for me on the main stage, when he had his little breakdown, I don't, I wish, I wish I would have saw more of it because I feel like. I think most of it was just vomit. No, but I think I, I want to know the the reason that he gave for leaving the stage and getting sick. I don't think that was a true reason because what led into it was a whole them the judges asking him. Sorry, the judges asking him. You know, what do you you know think about being dressed up in drag? And he was like, "Oh, I'm just nervous about what other people are gonna say." And then I think Rue or Michelle they said, you know, ask him. Who who was who was judging you? And he said, "No one here, but you know my teammates." And and they kind of laughed it off. And you can tell his expression, the way it was cut, the editing. Um, he felt a little like, you know, you he it, it was it almost hit. yeah, and it was almost that fight or flight kind of mm-hmm. thing. And he like he flew. It was just you know, it he, must he must have been that must have been building up though. He must have been nervous the whole time. But the, and, and again, that you know, we don't know. What the what the food schedule was like that day when they were shooting? Because <laughs> the apparently, well, when Willem came in, he said that because this did actually remind me of the whole Willem thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, they have a bucket this time; they're ready for yeah. barf. <laughs> um, when Willem came in, he was saying that the reason he ended up throwing up was because uh, because of the food schedule. It was yes. like he just ate, and then they were doing runway, and mm-hmm. he was like, I was like shoveling food into my mouth and then going on a runway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and I'm, I'm sure that can add to nerves. I mean, if mm-hmm. you, I've, I've only been on one reality set, and it's not as easy as it looks on TV. I mean, I'm sure those guys are standing under those hot lights for hours. You know, they do their little walk, they're standing, they get re- critiqued, and then they have to do all these other shots and takes. And if these guys haven't been, you know, used to standing in heels and in all these hot dresses and blah blah blah, I can see where it gets. It can be, you know consuming but i think a lot had to do with the fact of you know i'm doing this now what's going to happen later when everyone sees this mm-hmm. and so that was a long time talking about that i was going to i know say. Um, um, <laughs> so let's what do what do we think about the dresses starting with jocelyn oh of their dresses yeah oh Oh. Well, no, the brides. We the can talk brides about both. dresses? I didn't think, okay, so I didn't think Jocelyn's dress was that, okay, Jocelyn's dress wasn't the best. Her her daughter's dress wasn't the worst. I, I don't think it was the worst. It was just his No, makeup. it wasn't the worst, but I, I think it was, um, Dobby had a good point saying that it was <laughs> ill-fitting. <laughs> Please make your comment. She said it. Not uh, me. She said it. Dobby. We've called him Dobby I know. before. Some people didn't like it. Everybody loves Dobby. Not um, everyone. I love Dobby. And Santino. <laughs> so Santino said it was ill-fitting, and it was. I mean, the 
the course that wasn't fitting him correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, for me, that's the only problem I had with it. All right. I thought the dress overall was not that bad. Yeah. I thought Courtney's was the worst, though. Wait, my yes. favorite comment. Okay, so, Cam, we heard your favorite comment of the night. Mine is, Courtney is putting her bride in a bath moo-moo. I lost my crap. That was my that was my least favorite. It was Courtney. Really? I didn't like Darian's drag. Matter. I didn't mind it. The golf. I didn't... I, I didn't. I couldn't see it. It was all, you know. It wasn't. I didn't see the details. I didn't mind it as much as the bath mumu. The bath mumu bothered me the most because it was so like. And then I, who is it? Adore said that you're. Um, who did they compare it to? Oh my gosh. Um, um, mahogany. Honey mahogany. Mahogany. Yeah, honey mahogany. And Which then, was true. Was it a calf can? But then she came back and, and said, "Well, you look like honey mahogany." <laughs> What is a hog body? Is it because she's fat in the middle? Is that what it is? Like, like fat right here? Is that is that a hog body? I, love I was touching just, his stomach. They not just kept running there. with it. Like, hog, body. hog body. I felt bad for a door because she was okay. She was already freaking out because yes. she didn't know. You know, sewing challenge. Hello, she's not going to win and, that. And her person was was definitely being very opinionated as to what he should look like, which I thought was, was interesting. Annoying. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, Courtney Axe guy looked good out of, out of drag. <laughs> That's my type, by the way. Um, anyway. What were we saying? Nothing. Adore's dress. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> I don't know. I liked Adore's dress, but no! it's... I liked her dress. The one she, the one she wore? Yes! <sighs> this is going to be me. I'm going to consistently like what Adore wears. I'm I don't sorry. know. I like that. I, I like that kind of like funky wig, punk vibe. That wig was Jacked. That dress was jacked. Everything was jacked. Who's your? Okay, let's go this route. <laughs> Who's your favorite dress? Adore. I think Adore was my favorite dress. Yeah. Can what show are you watching? <laughs> are we watching what? That was. I like come that. Back, dr- I would back. wear that dress. Why? I like it. Jackie, we agree on a lot of things, but this is not one of them. I, I thought also that was wear, the worst. I would also wear Adore's opening dress, the first dress that she ever wore on Drag Race. Oh my god. Okay. So, my favorite dress, I actually like Ben De La Creme's dress because it looked motherly. She, I, she, she has the, the matron thing the role. down to a yes, T. Yes, she fit the role. And her and, I, and her queen looked like her. And I liked the the daughter's dress. Mm-hmm. I think Bianca's daughter just daughter's dress was the best. It was well made. I didn't yes. really like of course she's she's a seamstress. Yeah. So, no surprise there. What was your favorite? Nothing. Okay. As a, as a whole, I liked Bianca and her Drag I like Bianca. I mean, I like Ben's walk too. Yes, that was cute. It adds a little. Although Adore, who who said that? Uh, oh, Adore called her own her home person Chucky. Bride of Chucky. Yeah, she that's did. exactly what he looked like. <laughs> he was busted. She was. The two of them collectively. Adore. Were busted. Adore I'm sorry. looked so cute, and then she was like, "Yeah, Bride of Chucky, whatever." Mm. I was like, "Oh, party." <laughs> More like chaos. Um. And Bianca made a friend today. Oh, I like that her comment. I actually you know, made a friend was, today. It was really cute because you got a sense that they were because they were cutting and they were conversing and yeah. it was like they were working together as a team. And it seemed like you know, and he, this guy was from Holland, so yeah, he was very open yes. and very. Bianca got lucky with the guy mm-hmm. that he got or that she got, and you know she did the makeup. She's a pro. Mm-hmm. And when she. In the beginning, when they were um, trying to get an idea of what, you know, they were going for, you can tell Bianca knew exactly what she was, you know, talking about as far as makeup. You know, you want highlights or whatever she was saying in the beginning. Like, you can, you get a sense that overall, Bianca has no fear. She doesn't, I don't think she fears any of her competitors. I think she knows that she's good and she's, she, you know, top notch. She also, like, I, I know she also, in, in that, it's not, there's not a, like, I have to, she makes jokes, but it's, she doesn't, nece- she doesn't take down her competitors. It's like, she might, she cracks jokes about everybody and nobody's left spared, but she will help people out. Like, she was helping Adore yeah. try and um, build her dress. And, and I've noticed that before, she'll, she'll pop in and try and help out. That's how confident she feels in herself. She's always prepared. And I think when she rips, it's not as offensive as everybody, I think we all wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. I think we all expected her to be really offensive and like, oh, we're going to get tired of it. Mm-hmm. What she does is she takes a semblance of truth that this person has given her and then she rides with it. Mm-hmm. Can't knock that. 
Can't yeah. knock it. I have to say that she's my it. favorite. She's good. <laughs> she's not mean spirited, and that's the thing. Well, it's even, like, she could be. She can't. That's be. what I love, and I think she knows that because she's done so well with watching her words. They're realizing that she is that calculated, and if she wanted to, she could shred them. Because when Santino was like, you know, I like the dress and all, but I wish I had a train. Instead of saying, you know, popping off out the mouth, she said, you know, I, he's got to deal with heels and eyelashes and balls up his yes. ass. What else? You know, <laughs> yes. I thought I'd say that him. was a great comment. And saying it's just, yes. and it made everyone laugh. Yes. It was just, and it, because it was true. It there is was, true. You're right. There was an element of truth to it. And and you know, instead of. A lot. If he were to say that to somebody else, they would have been like, "Well, or not say." And this is why I kind of like adore too, because had those comments towards Trinity, who's not, who's no longer in the competition, she would have made excuses. Mm -hmm. Adore just stood there and shook her head. She didn't say, "Well, I don't sew," and blah blah blah. And you know, she just you know stood there and she held it all in. And then you know, I think that's a better way of handling that I do situation. Too. I instead do of, you know, Lagonzo's you, another one. Well, you just, gotta take the notes. That's the thing. It's like, you either you either have to have something really, really clever to come back with, <laughs> or you just sit there and take the notes. Because mm-hmm. it's like, they just want to know that you're taking whatever notes in your head to imp- to improve. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, also, briefly, Adore's mom's video. Oh, yeah. I thought that was cute. Adore's mom's cute. super cute. Straight up Chola. She Love is. it. She so is. cute. I, I liked it. I like this. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I had a brain fart because I was thinking of something else. Totally something else. Um, I do want to make. I do like Adore's uh, mother. I thought that was a great little, little little video. And again, I wonder if when they're doing the show, and they're collecting. You know, if I'm on the show, and you're my brother or whatever. Do they do every? Does everyone get a video? And then. Just so happens that if you stay long enough in the competition, that video airs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just. I wonder about that. Eh. The other thing I wondered about your too penis, was sorry. this. Uh, Adore mm-hmm. seemed, for this episode, particularly shaken going into this challenge, and so I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, the when Laganja was having a rattling episode, then she gets her video, and I, I'm like, how do they match this up? Where Adora is having a particularly like challenging episode, challenging day, she's already like having times where she's really, you can tell she's visibly frustrated, and then they show the video with her mom, and it's just causing her I think, to it, lose I think it. a lot of producer research, dick in the soup, because they know they know she can't sew, and I'm sure that's not that's common knowledge amongst all the everyone in. Involved in the show, so uh, and I'm sure throughout filming, the producers were taking you no know, like, okay, she's about to break. Let's yeah. put it in the box. Yeah, put it in the box, mommy. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting when you compare this to what we're talking about about um, we're not allowed to say pink box about <laughs> Jocelyn's about Jocelyn's guy feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Then you have the mom saying to Adore that she had told him to dress more masculine for mm-hmm. the American Idol challenge, mm-hmm. worried not not you know worried about what other people would think. And I, um, I just find that like an interesting juxtaposition of the. Go ahead. No, I want you want to say something, because I I want to I want to throw in that I feel like I think we've had this per- conversation, conversation personally because I feel though that kids nowadays are coming out at a young age, mm-hmm. and I know that when he was uh, auditioning for that show, he was fifteen or sixteen. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I can see where that her, his mom wanted to protect him, not from himself, oh, yeah. no, but from from mean people. Yeah, exactly. And at a young, at that young age, I can see where I, I truly believe in kids doing, you know, expressing themselves the way they want to. But at the same time, there is, I feel like the mom is was kind of right, and that's his mom was right, and you know, kind of like butch it down a little bit or butch it up a little bit, and you know, kind of protect him. I wouldn't say butch it up, but I'm going to say that there's a time and place for the extra shenanigans. The whole point is you're there to, to showcase your talent. If you're a singer, you're going to sing. We don't need the affectations or what that may be. I understand what the mom was saying. I've had this conversation with family members as well because, you know, I I don't lie about it. I was effeminate when I was growing up. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> really? But I had an uncle who berated me in public, and it wasn't... Now, looking back, I understand it wasn't about his shame for me. It was more so his concern for my safety when he or my family members weren't around because there was a high level of violence against 
gay or possibly gay or homosexual men or anybody in our community. So don't I get whisper. That, we can't I, hear you as is. I, I get the I get the protection aspect, but again, she was also very supportive and said, "You know, go back and be you." Yeah, which was great. Um, real quick, so we had Bianca won the challenge and she got a trip to Hawaii, which was great. I, I felt. Did anyone else feel like they were saving up all of their challenges to pay for the double Hawaii <laughs> challenge? I think so I think they so. were like paperclip bubblegum, paperclip bubblegum, <laughs> Hawaii. But she, but she turns to I, I can't remember who she turned to. Whoever was sta- standing, untucked, she said it. Yeah, she turned to no on the main stage. She turned to whoever was next to her in untucked, but she was on the main stage. She said, Lake. "You got you didn't you, you win Florida. a Florida?" <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I got Hawaii. You got Florida. Didn't you? I'd rather go to Hawaii. And it was nice that Rue gave the winning couple yeah. a honeymoon, yeah. kind of a honeymoon trip to Hawaii. Um, and then, uh, so she won. I, I actually thought Ben, she was my favorite, I guess. But I did like Bianca's daughter's dress. Yeah. I thought, but I thought as a whole, as a together, I thought Ben and his I, daughter. I thought they did really well too. So it was like definitely one and two. Um, so they were safe. And then we found uh, a door, rightfully so, on the bottom, along with our little baby, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. And the Miss Congeniality. Say, she will win, Miss Congeniality. And I think, and I know I didn't say that word right, because I'm going to go back and watch this tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, didn't I? Whatever. So the song choice for last night for Lip Sync for Your Life was Think by Aretha Franklin, which... I think Adore killed it. Yeah, Adore did kill it. And this is one of those things where... <laughs> Cameron's giving wonky eye. What's happening? Yeah. No, 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 no. She flailed. I mean, it was, it was doing I too loved much. It. I, I loved, loved it. I loved it, too. Much. The thing that saved her was the doing too much because, Jocelyn, I'm sorry, girl. She didn't do... Your words, your mouthing of the words was horrible. Horrible. Oh. horrible. And I, I have to say that I think Adore was... Absolutely the worst in the challenge, but she her lip sync saved her yeah, from elimination. Sure. Whereas last week, I think she was the worst, and I think she lost the lip sync to Trinity. But she didn't go home anyway. I wish that they had double eliminated. That's my honest no, opinion. I no. wish they had Jackie doesn't want home. anybody to go oh, home. Nobody goes home. home. They're playing the outro. So that's that there you have it. That's the end of our show. I think we got everything. Bye. We got we got we got everything. Yeah. Um where can we find you, Jackie? Again, at one two three Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at one two three Jackie B on Instagram. All one word. Cameron. Tomakova seven seven seven. Kenny. Bam. <laughs> That's where you can find me. The iTunes and listeners I, have no idea where to find you, him. Well, they should go to YouTube and they can find me there. And I <laughs> will say, it says KC some. It says KYSEH25. It's my initials. can read K. That's for K. C, which is C, and then H. There you have it. And Tony, he's not here. You can find him at Lounging with Tony on all platforms. That's it. Thank you for. Thank you for watching. You want to play the video for Cam so he can yes, so he can smile again while we run the credits. From executive from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Drag you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.